0: Hello, hello, and hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode If Not Now, When? In today's show, we are so excited to welcome our next guest. Join us today. We have Brian back on the show with us. Brian, he is a managing partner and co-founder of Savio Tech Partners, an Austin-based awesome technology advisory firm that are focusing on helping middle-market private equity firms achieving a greater investment evaluation with a reduced risk. Savio has developed. An innovative approach and set is called quality of technologies, specifically designed to enable private equity firms to conduct a robust and rapid tech technology due diligence of their potential acquisitions. In his spare time, Frank enjoys travel around the world. He also loves awesome us for scenes and grows in his backyard. With that, everybody, I am so excited. Please join me to welcome Brian to the show, and thank you so much, Brian. So, Brian, <laughs> welcome and welcome. Tell us, how is all the magic began for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I grew up uh, in the 70s when uh, computers were like a kind of a new thing. Mm. And uh, it was... Um, something I was very fascinated about so uh, my dad worked for IBM so he had access to some of the early pcs that uh, and he would bring one home and I'm like wow what is this <laughs> so I was like I can I just can't I just got crazy about it and so uh, it, it was um, it, it became a, a fascination for me when it was not something that I didn't even most people didn't even know about it at the time it's something new why
0: so, so, What fascinating about it
1: yeah i don't know i mean I, I it's it's a good question i just thought it was very cool mm. <laughs> it's just something really cool it's something new and that, that'll be that'll be something that's always a a, a a theme through i think through my entire life as i look back on it but uh it was it was new it was different it was something i'd never seen before i'm like i want to learn this thing so uh that's what i that's what i did and so you know you're going through high school, you're going through your thing and it's like uh, okay, this is great. this is fun, but uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything I ever thought about doing as a job or a mm. career. <laughs> but uh, I went to um, so I, I went I, I went to, to Tulane University in New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, which was far away from where I grew up, which was in Connecticut and I did that very intentionally. I, I wanted to, Get out of the small town I was in, and I, I think you have a very similar, similar thought process. I, I wanted to get out of that small town. I wanted to go to a big city, and mm-hmm. I was like, I just wanted to be far away from home. I went on something completely different from what I what I had, and I you know I didn't really know it at the time, but I mean you know, like that's that's a recurring theme through my life is just I like to do stuff and get on get into things that I've never done before, and so. Uh, Going to New Orleans was a really different experience. It was very, so? very cool. It's nothing like I'd ever seen before. I mean, I, like I said, I grew up in a small town, and it, you know, everybody kind of knew everybody. And it was, it, you know, there was one high school. You were all in one place. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to go to a place that I'd never been, and it was far away from where I was. I didn't want to be able to go back home when I was... When I was, uh, you know, in school, I just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to force myself into that situation and, like, why? Just, yeah, it's that a take good courage. It's a good question. It, it's, it, it, I, it took me a long time to realize that about myself. Uh, you know, it was just like I, I like different experiences. I like going to something that I have never been in before. I'm very experiential. I guess is what they call it today, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, it's, you know, it, it, I don't like the norm. I just like, I just like getting outside the box. I like putting myself in the uncomfortable situations. Like I said, it took me a while to realize that that's what I was about, but it, that I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> so that's, that. and I later asked myself that question. And I, and I realized, you know, after a while, that's why I did it. But, um, I went to, I went to Tulane to study chemical engineering. That was my intent when mm. I went there. Uh, I was always interested in science and chemistry and math and all that kind of stuff. And I got there in like three days after I got there. I'm like, you can major in computer science. I mean, like, this was, ni- was, was 1983. And I'm like, I didn't even know you could major in that. So I was like, I, call, I called my mom. And I was like, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm doing computer science. She's like, wait, what? what? And I was like. I didn't know you could do this. I'm doing this, and so I didn't have any intent when I went to Tulane to do computer science, but that is what I majored in, and I, I was like, "This is so cool! <laughs> I mean, like uh, this thing I, would do I was doing as a kid, which was fun to me. I'm like, you can actually do this. You can study this. You can do this as a job, and I was like, awesome! <laughs> so that's that's what I did."
0: You have so much curiosity in your eyes. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. I mean, it was it, like I said, I had no idea that you could do that, and uh, and I was I was really happy that to discover that. Uh, and you know, it's maybe it's just luck. I don't know. I mean, I like I could have gone to a school that didn't have a computer science mm-hmm. department, and they did, and I was like, I'm doing that.
0: <laughs> That's wonderful. So what's next?
1: Yeah. So I did that, and. Um, you know, it, it was it was a lot of fun, and I, I mean, I loved school. I loved being at school. It was it was a Me great too. it was a great time. I mean, you know, probably one of the best times of my life. And I met a lot of great people, a lot of friends. And uh, but by the time I got to my senior year, I was like, I'm ready to get out. I'm ready to be done with school. I want to go do something. I want to go use what I know now to to do something. And uh, it was Joe. Uh, so I, I looked around I had a number of opportunities and uh I went up in San Francisco the San Francisco Bay Area uh for and I worked for a bank doing uh doing doing computer science and uh why I picked that I'm not re- I not really there's probably a number of different reasons, but my father lived in the Bay Area at the time. My parents had divorced, so he lived there. And I'm like, well, that's, that's helpful. And uh, But, you know, San Francisco, I'm like, I've never really been there. I'm like, this is, this again, it's the same kind of theme. I was like, this sounds cool. So I did that. So I, I, went out to, I went out to the Bay Area and worked for the bank for five-something years and got a little tired of that. And so, you know, th- and that's when I started to realize about myself that, you know, I, I kind of get bored easily. I, I really, really need to, like, have new stuff coming in, new stuff, doing new things. And so I, I took a job with, at the time, it was uh, KPMG, which is one of the big big four accounting firms. But they, that's when they had, you know, they all did consulting. Mm-hmm. And so they hired me to do in the consulting area. And I, I'm like, consulting sounds interesting because, you know, it's something that it's always different. You're always on different stuff. And so did that. And I'm like, and. That that was from 1992 to 97, and uh, you know, when I when I eventually left there. But that five those five years, I think I learned more in those five years than my entire life, and I loved it. I mean, it was just everything was different, and you learn. You, you know. I just it, I recognized in myself like I really like taking on stuff that I don't know. I, I mean, it's like, let me get into that. Let me let 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 me, me, me learn that. Let me learn this. And so uh, I did that for quite, quite, you know, five years. And,
0: and why leave if you love it so much?
1: Yeah. I mean, so I, I came in as an entry-level consultant in 1992. And, you know, it was about, so this was in 96. They were like, wanted to make me a partner. So, I mean, that's like five levels up in five years. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I did not want to be a partner in the firm because once you once you have to buy in, you ha- it, it, I mean, you, they kind of put the, the the chains on you, and I'm like, you're kind of making a, a long term commitment, and I I did not want to do that. I just I, I just wanted to do something different. Now the, you think about the mid '90s in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. This was the heart mm-hmm. of the Internet area mm-hmm. era, mm-hmm. And, and, and all that was getting going. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go do
0: something else. That's a bait a brave decision you walk away from a very lucrative and amazing offer they said there's something else that you probably yet have an idea about right
1: yeah i didn't really no yeah it's a good point i mean a lot of people ask me that question i'm like why are you walking away from that i mean that's that's a great opportunity i'm like yeah i I know that i'm like but i i believe in myself Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm gonna go find something else. Do I you always
0: believe in yourself, Brian?
1: No, I didn't.
0: When I didn't. did you find that?
1: Oh man, I mean, when I was like, when I was younger, I was I was very shy and very not confident in myself. And uh, you know, I, I look back at my younger self, and I'm like, look at my now, and I'm like, I can't be that same person. What changed? Yeah, it's you know, I I was. Very shy. I mean, I couldn't even talk to people. I mean, I, I mean, I would like I'd get into a group, a room with a group of people, and I, I would be, I would be the one in the corner, you know, <laughs> back in the back on the back wall, because uh, I just was not as confident in myself as I probably should have been, and so that that job helped me do that. And I, I remember, you know, I had a, I had a, you know, I was thinking I was a senior consultant, and I had a senior manager at the time, and. And he, 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 he sat me down and he told me, you know, you really need to be more outgoing. You need, you need to speak your opinions. You are a very smart person. You know a lot of things. You need to talk more. Because <laughs> I wouldn't. I would just get back and I wouldn't say anything. And, you know, when you're a consultant, it's like at some point they're paying you for what you know and what you, what you think and what you do, right? And so he, and I'm like, that was some of the best advice I ever got. It was like, you know, you, you really need to, like, start putting yourself out there. And I had never done that before. And don't ask, I mean, why, I don't know. I mean, but you know, he was right. He was absolutely right. I'm like, you're absolutely right. And, and so that started to get me down that path of, well, how do you do that? And, you know, you got <laughs> I mean, to feel confident in what you're saying. And you got to essentially believe in yourself. And I'm like, well, I do. But why do I feel uncomfortable doing that? And uh, it, it just you just do it. You just you just gotta do it. You gotta put yourself out. And you learn you live and learn. And it was uh it was it was challenging for me at the time. Uh, but uh you know, eventually I, I figured it out.
0: What do you figure it out? Just do it.
1: Yeah. I mean I used to I used to write uh, I used to journal, you know, and, and write thoughts down just every and, and every like, you know, everybody does this like in January, like your New Year's resolutions or whatever it is, and, uh, and and so I would write a mantra to myself
0: mm.
1: each each year. And, and oh, I love that. And one of them was my main one, which lasted for three years, was no fear. Mm. I'm like, because that's what it is. It was fear. I had some. I was afraid of something, mm. and I I don't like that. I don't like being afraid. And it took me a while to recognize that. But at the end of the day, I was like. What are you afraid of? I mean, what are you afraid of? I'm like, mm. go do it. And mm. so I would write, no fear. That was, that was and and the other one was just do it. It was like borrowing Nike's Nike's <laughs> mantra. I was like, just do it. I mean, like just do it. So, so do
0: you looking at it every day, or what is your practice? Make sure that ingrained in you throughout the year.
1: Yeah, I would go back and I'd look at that. Uh, I'd go back and read what I wrote. You know, mm. for you know every I don't know maybe a couple months or so, and I'd be like. You know, you look at what you write and I'm like, what was I thinking? You know, like, you know, or, you know, why was I thinking that? And so you, know, you just learn, you learn from what you, you write down. And, and I, I, I learned a lot from what I would write myself mm. and uh, you know, that was never intended for anybody else. It was mm-hmm. just intended for me, but it, you know, it helps. I've always found that it helps me to write, mm-hmm. to write like what, what I think. And, and it's, you can't, you know it's spur it's right at that moment it's what you're thinking it was like just stream of consciousness Did you do
0: it every day in the morning in the evening no
1: it wasn't it was not a regular schedule it was just when I felt like doing it and you know I would just try to do it at least once a week mm. uh, at that time and
0: uh, I love how intentional you are <laughs> that's wonderful yeah well
1: it it, it it took practice to get there you know I'm mean, like I didn't have any intention of doing that but uh, you know you you read some of the, you know I, I I read a lot I like to I, you know you learn a lot from others and mm-hmm. you talk to people and, or at least you just I read a lot of books mm-hmm. and so a lot of self-help stuff and then things like well, that's a good idea I think I that makes sense writing stuff down because you know when you write stuff down you have to think about it and you have to translate it into something that makes sense like if, if at least I want to read it again later <laughs> so so uh, it, 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 it makes you think about it and that, and that was the intent
0: hmm yeah I love that. So now, without fear, now just doing it. <laughs> tell us about Silicon Valley.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know, when I went there, it was 1987 when I went up when I went up in the San Francisco Bay Area. I mean, no one knew what was coming, right? And I, I remember I just remember distinctly in 1995 when the Netscape browser came out on the internet, and I'm like, wow, what is this? You know. It, I remember like a lot of my my friends and colleagues, everybody got onto that browser and like, this is insane. I mean, this is incredible. I mean, like just to be able to go like, find all this information out there. And um, I didn't know at the time I just remember thinking, "This is going to change everything. This is going to change everything." If I knew, I'd be a billionaire right now. <laughs> but uh, I just knew that this is this is a cool place. So I, I had never intended to stay in San Francisco that long. Um, I was there for 13 years. I, I eventually left in 1999. We can talk about that, but. Uh, I, I never intended to stay that long. It was just kind of like, okay, I got a job. This is great, and I'll figure out what I really want to do because I didn't really want to work for a bank.
0: So did you work for a startup? T- to no, not of? at the
1: time, no. I I, said I worked for Bank of America, mm-hmm. and then I went to KPMG. Right,
0: but what happened afterwards?
1: Yeah, so I I, I eventually got like – I said they wanted me to make me a partner, and I didn't want to do that. And one of the main reasons was you know, once you bec- get to that level, you don't actually get to – do the work. You, you just kind of oversee it. And I, and I didn't really want to do that at the time. Plus, I didn't want to buy in and make that commitment. So uh, I left. I had a bunch of friends. I went to PeopleSoft, uh, for folks that remember that. Uh, you know, that was a pretty big deal at the time. It was, a, it was a, it was just getting to the point where it was becoming a big company. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted, you know, it was, just, it was just something different. It was something interesting. So I was like tasked with kind of Managing or growing their professional services department, which is essentially consulting for a software company, and uh, and and growing that, but it it I learned so much about that because uh, I learned a lot in that process because it was like, how do you make something from like a hundred people to like a thousand people, how? which is which is what we did, in a matter of like three years.
0: Wow. Did you do
1: that? Yeah, it 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 is it is it was an extreme challenge because you know you realize that you know it's easy to go bring people into the company uh, at that at that time for sure, but how do you support all those people? What what all the what are all the systems and the processes and the things behind the scenes that you need to have to make that work well? And and that that was my job, and it was great. It, it was it was a lot of fun because I mean like I love challenges I love you know figuring stuff out like what is what do we need to be and where are we now and how are we going to get how are we going to bridge that gap and uh, and you know that's I look back on my l- career and I'm like all of these things set me up for what I'm doing now and uh, and, and and I'm very I feel very fortunate that I had the opportunities that I did, but yeah, it, it was was extreme challenge. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it's difficult. Oh, you love it.
0: You go for it.
1: I I, I, I do. Which yeah. is
0: brilliant part about you?
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's you know, I mean, give me a challenge. That's what I want, you know. And and you know, at one point before I left KPMG, I was like, "What are the projects that are going south? Give me give me a project that's failing. I'll go fix it." <laughs> and so, you know, one of the Big things I realized about myself is I like solving problems.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say you are the problem solver in heart. I like solving problems.
1: Yeah, and and that is that is that is what I like. That I like investigating things like what what is going on here, mm-hmm. and and that's when I started to realize that about myself. So um, I okay you know, people stuff kind of went started to go south, and I said, you know, this is the internet era. I'm on, I'm gonna go do something else, and that's when I finally joined a startup. Mm, a, tell a, us about that in 1999. Yeah, it, it was one of the you know what do they call them? What, what, what do we call ourselves? The, uh, the uh, you know it was like it was like a e consultancy or you know, everything was e at that time, right? E, <laughs> I mean you know e commerce. It was e, you know, like a, it, it was a, a consultancy that focused on the internet. And was like,
0: it a how... scary move from a big company to a relatively smaller size? And
1: no, it no. really wasn't. I mean uh, you know I I, I knew some folks over there and, you know, it it was, uh, I I like doing consulting because, you know, as I said, I learned so much in that five years I was at KPMG because you get put into situations that, you know, you may not be an expert in, but you know something about and you got to learn it and you got to figure it out. And so, uh, that, that I like that. I like that. Um, that situation and so this was a similar thing but it was in this new thing the internet right which was at the time you know something that not everybody knew about so uh you enjoyed it it? yeah i really liked it i mean i i was in san francisco and i was you know i i actually was thinking about leaving san francisco just because it was so crazy at the time but i joined them in san francisco and they asked me to move to dallas and i was like sure start an office yeah I'm I'm down with that <laughs> I'm like that's something new never done that before so uh, I went to I moved to Dallas and uh, and uh, started that office and then you know that was in 1999 one year later they were like uh, we, we're looking to start international and uh, we're, we're gonna start an office in London and you know if you if you want to do that put yourself put your name in and so I did and and they picked me so I was like that's so I went to London
0: for- how's that
1: it was fantastic. I mean, one, one of the things, you know, when I when I uh, went, you know, I don't know when it was, but somewhere in the nineties, I'm like, you know, I really want to travel. I mm. really want to go to other places, like not not just sandwich. I want to I want to travel, and if I could do it on a business on someone else's dime, <laughs> then that's even better. So, uh, so that was perfect. I was like, I always did want to live outside the United States or spend some time outside the U.S. just for perspective. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you can't possibly know what it's like anywhere else until you're there. And, and I mean, you have, I'm sure you have, you have a lot of stories about that. And, you know, it, so I, I, I lived in London. I was, I mean, when I was at, people thought I was traveling to Sydney. I went to you know Australia, Singapore, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tokyo, and all, all these places. I'm like, this is great. I mean, like, I I really like seeing other cultures, other, you know, other, just something different.
0: Why? Why do you enjoy that? Yeah, that's, that's
1: exactly it. It's just, I, I, I it, it's hard to explain, but it's like mm-hmm. I want to, I just want to see other things. Like, you you can get so locked into what you're, what you have, where you are, and what you know. It's like, no, I I I, I like mm-hmm. different experiences. I want to see how other places in the world are. I want to see mm-hmm. other
0: things. And I definitely see where you're coming from. For me, I feel like when we travel, it humbles me. It made me see different culture, different life, different perspective. Made me realize maybe things that I was worried about, oh, it's nothing. And it's the best part. part is the more I travel, the more I realize <clears throat> how different we are, but how the exact same we are. Mm. We all. Just think about dumplings, okay? Asian have dumplings. Everyone else also have dumplings, right? <laughs> we have pierogi. People have empanada. People have—it's the exact same thing. And not only from food, but I think essentially, all the differences aside, we are all exactly the same on the same journey, find our own happiness, our own joys. And Very much the more so. travel I I did, I realized how small the world become. And that really humbles me as who I am and what I'm about.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you have a great story. I mean, I love your story. I mean, I, 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 and that's, I think, in you know, in, in our country, in the U.S., we get, I mean, so many people don't travel outside this country. And, mm. and there's a lot of reasons for that. But, I mean, like, we're kind of isolated in 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 this part of the world. I mean, like, when you're in Europe, you know, yeah, I was in Germany, <laughs> I, was in, I was in, you know, whatever. You know, so I was like... You, they just don't have that experience and I, mm. I whenever I would leave the United States and when I lived in london i, I, I eventually went to Germany and mm. Munich for uh, several months as well uh, as part of that job. It made me realize like i I, I completely appreciated what we have in the United States mm-hmm. so much more mm-hmm. I, I I was like, you know you don't and I was told that like when, you, when you're gonna if you're gonna go be an expat somewhere you know, here's how it's going to go. It's going to feel like a vacation for the first month or two. And then you're going to realize, OK, it's very different here. <laughs> and it's it's not you're going to miss things. And and that's exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened. I mean, like you don't realize like the stuff that you do or the stuff, you know, like I'm a big sports fan. And so I would watch, you know, football and all these things i'm like you couldn't do that in 2000 i couldn't do that I, there was no way to do that and so i had to like okay I'm like, well i really like sports so i'm gonna i'm gonna learn soccer because I, mean, I never you know soccer wasn't that big in in this country at that time so i learned that and i'm like okay but i'm like i realized i'm like there's a lot of things that i just do miss about the u.s i'm like i i don't want I, i'm not trying to sound arrogant but i was like I think this is a great country, mm-hmm. and we have our issues, no question. But I was like, it's it's a great country, and I and I really I loved it that much more once I left and came back. Mm. So it, it was, you know, that's beautiful. It gives you perspective, and and I'm like that's that's like I think that word. Yeah, you know, I say that to my wife all the time. Like, you know, what I really like about what I've done and my life is like. I've got a lot of perspective from other mm. views mm-hmm. and I would have people telling me like what they thought of the United States, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> being outside the United States. And I saw it. I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. I see what you're saying. It's like, when you're not there, I mean like you, you can think all these things cause you know what it is, what it is. But I was like, uh, it was, it was very, uh, I, I felt very fortunate to be able to do that because not everybody gets to do that.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. So what's next? Now you journeyed along then the, Germany, all around the world. And what's next for you?
1: Yeah, so then I started to do the startup. So at the, Scient- the company was called Scient. Uh, you know, they kind of cratered when the, when the dot-com meltdown happened. And I started to do a number of different startups, and none of those worked out. But it was a good experience. I mean, like, I liked the challenge of those of those opportunities.
0: Was it difficult when you realized it not worked out? Because you are a problem solver at heart, and you want to make it work. Yeah, was it difficult to walk away from those moments?
1: Yeah, it stunk. I mean, I mean, mean, you want to make it work, you want to be successful, but you know, I've always believed you—you don't really learn a lot from success; you learn from failure. So,
0: what do you learn the most from the failure? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's you know, I'm always game for taking on a new opportunity or a new challenge, and it really told me a lot about the people that run the company it matters, <laughs> you know, you, you it, the people, it, 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 I think companies are successful because of people, not because of anything else at the end of the day. I mean, you know, who, I Agree. yeah, who, who leading it, what they, what they believe, what they know. I mean, that, that, that matters. And so that, that's kind of what I learned is that people, are really at the end of the day. I mean, that sounds you know obvious, but I mean, like, it, you know, why do some companies succeed and why do others fail? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then that's what you start thinking about, and that's what I started thinking about. And it's you know, it's like it's it's who's driving it. And I mean, like, who's running it? I mean, like, do they get it? <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, for lack of a better term, and so you know, that's what I learned out of it. And so I did a bunch of those. And
0: would I, you would you doubt about yourself at that moment, given that you have a lot of "quote unquote" not success? Mm. venture at that moment?
1: Did I doubt myself? Yeah. 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 I was like, well, you know, maybe maybe I'm not what I think I am. I mean, yeah, I did I did have those thoughts, no question. I mean, why, how could you not? I mean it's you know, when when you go through a couple of failures and it's like, well what's going on here? I mean like what am I doing?
0: Because I'm asking that yeah. a lot of listeners, a lot of founders today are probably not on a smooth path neither. Mm. And there's time, there's a moments that we felt like, wow, there's one sign after another after another what's going on is it me or right. is so I'm curious Brian. how do you move through that what brought you what inspired you to keep going
1: yeah it's it's it yeah exactly you're right it's 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 there's no question you have to start looking at yourself when mm-hmm. in those in those situations you have to because it's like is it me or is it just is there something else and you know as I said when you know a while back I mean it's like at the end of the day, I did believe in what I did. I, I believed in myself. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't think it's me. Maybe I'm just making the wrong choices. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just connecting with the wrong people or a, a what have you. And uh, and so I, I did that myself. But I'm like, like I said, I, I, I just, at the end of the day, it was like, I do believe in what I can do. I do believe in myself. And mm-hmm. keep going. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing else you can do. So, I mean. It was uh it was uh, it was challenging for sure. It was no there was no question. It was challenging, but I was like I always believed that I would I would get where I wanted to go. And
0: what do you wanted to go at the time? Was it just solving different problems? What do you want to go? Yeah,
1: it was. It's it's a good question. I, I I don't think I could have answered that for much of my life. I mean I didn't know. I mean I just I didn't even really know what I liked for a long time. But then I figured it out. Like right around that time was like, okay I like I like solving problems. I like making impact. I like you know, being able to, you know, provide a skill or a, a advice that matters to somewhere. And so that, then I got back into consulting. And so, you know, I was like, that's that kind of where I was, I learned a lot. And I, 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 I made, you can make a difference doing that. Um, it's a challenging business to be, to be sure. But, uh, you know, because you're on the road all the time or it's just a lot of hours, you know, and you got to really, be, really want to do that. So I got back into consulting. Uh, That's a
0: huge shift from startup to consulting. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's you was know. it
0: a tough choice though? Do you felt "quote unquote" going backwards in any way, Mm-mm. without respect?
1: No, I really didn't. I mean, mm. like, yeah. You know, one one thing I have told myself a long time back is I'm I'm, I'm not gonna have regret.
0: You uh, just decide that.
1: I don't have any regrets. i I'm, I'm, I'm like you make a choice and if you make a decision, you know, as long as I thought it through, which I did. I'm not going to regret my decision. I mean, you can't. I just, I just I've just. i never been a person that can live, you can't live your life in regret. Mm-hmm. I, I just never believed that. So it's just, that, that's my, that's me. That's the way I would. So I'm like, I'm going to make a decision. This is why I'm doing this. This is what I was good at. I'm going to go back into that. And I'm going to do that again for a while. Who knows how long that would be? <laughs> you know, it's like.
0: Go with a wing.
1: I mean, you, if you looked at my resume, you'd be like, OK, like all these companies that you work for, they're all bankrupt or defunct or gone or you know, it's like it's true. And, I, and I've moved around a lot. Um, that's not so unusual today. But, you know, back, back then. then it was. And but, you know, it's like I'm I'm going where I'm making a decision to go somewhere for a reason. And if it doesn't work out, doesn't work out. I'll go next. And so, you know, it's it's yeah, I mean, I've never had a, I've never had an issue kind of like taking on something new i love that actually i love challenge i love getting into something new and and that's what consulting brought back to me and that's why i want to get back into it i was like i'm, I'm going to get back into that mode and uh you know did that for a while and then that company went bankrupt <laughs> so yeah. it had, no, had nothing to do with me but uh and I was like, ah, maybe I. This is. I don't know what I, now. I now I really didn't know what I want to do. So I, I got out of that for. Uh, I, I just was gonna get out of it. I'm not gonna do this anymore. I don't know what I want to do. And uh, a friend of mine who had gone to another company after, from after that bankruptcy. He's like, we're starting a new consulting firm. I need you here. I'm like, no, man. I'm. I'm. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, he's like, no, no, no. I need you here. You're coming here. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, uh, you know. What changed your mind? Well, I mean, it was, and I told him, I said, you know, it's going to have to be worth it to me. <laughs> you know, if you know what I'm saying. And so, you know, it was financially a good deal. And um, I said, but I'm, I'm telling you, I'm doing this on pure mercenary terms. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, I'm coming here because I can make some money and then go do what I want to do. And so this was around 2010. hmm um and uh did that and uh you know i i, I learned a lot of lessons there because uh, what is the biggest one because at that point as i was saying i'm like i wasn't really super butt into doing that anymore i mean i did it for mercenary reasons and so i started to like not care about politics of the of the firm about how i was perceived or all these things and you know perversely that worked in my favor it was this it was so odd it was just counterintuitive in so many ways that you know like i didn't care i'm like i would tell people that i that worked for me i'm like you know because consulting is a very high turnover business i mean 25 almost like 20 25 every year people just roll in and out and and, and so they you know i'm like look they would ask me questions like that, you know, I'm thinking of leaving, you know, what, what, what do you, what, what do you think I should do? I'm like, let me tell you this, you stay here. If you're learning something, if you're getting something for you, because the firm is just going to take everything they're going to give them. And, and so, uh, you know, uh, and, and I kind of, kind of got known for that. Mm. It's just like, I'm going to give you just unvarnished advice. If you're not learning anything and you think you're stuck, leave. Just leave. Go do something else because that's not going to help anyone. It's not going to help you. You're not going to be happy. The firm's going to eventually not be happy. So just go do something else. And so it just it taught me this so much about like, you know, at some point you just got to be yourself. Hmm. I mean, like, be you, right? I mean, you do you. Exactly, you do you. That's that's <laughs> the phrase, right? And I'm like, and I didn't. So I, the less I cared, like, the more I would get. And I was like, that's that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, like, I didn't care about being at the company, mm. and but the more the more I thought that way, the more open I was, and the more I would talk about things that I normally probably would never have talked about, and uh, and so <laughs> I'm like, that is a very strange result. And so, so you
0: found a different side of you that happened to actually surprisingly welcome by everybody.
1: I think that side was always in there, but mm. I was always so cognizant of, like, you know. Be be the company person, you know. Don't 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 rock the boat. All those things, and uh, you know, and, and and you know, it 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 was a good lesson to learn. <laughs> it was just it was very counterintuitive to me. So I mean, but at the end of the day, I did leave. Why leave? Because I told I said I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to travel. I mean, I was traveling constantly, and and at some point, you know, you get older. All I wanted to do was travel. At one point, when I was younger, now I'm I was older. I'm like I don't want to do this anymore. It's it's a grind. It was just a, it was a grind.
0: So what do you want? Hmm? What do you want at that point? You yeah, you want to so I didn't anyway. really
1: know, and so I I, I, I quit. So you I, quit,
0: had no plan.
1: I, I quit and I had no plan.
0: That's bold. Again. I just
1: left, and I was like, I'm gonna figure. I'll figure it out. And uh, you know, I I took I, it was I, let's call it a sabbatical, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I took a bunch of time. And I did this twice. Uh, actually, which you know, later I did it again. But I, I just like, what do I want to do? And I, I, I went to like, I think my, my mom used to live in uh, Clearwater, Florida, you know, in Tampa area. Mm-hmm. And so I just went down there for like two months, and I just like rented a condo, and I just sat by the beach, and I'm like, I'm gonna figure this out. So I went through it, and I'm like, what do I want to do? So that's why I, I learned a lot about myself in that time. And uh, what I just did thought,
0: you learn? The biggest one.
1: Like, yeah, I was like, what do, how, how do you figure that out? Like, if you don't know, some people, I, 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 I always felt like I, I, I'm I envious of people that have always known what they wanted to do. Like, mm. I want to be a doctor. I want to do this. And they mm. just do that for the rest of their life. I'm mm. like, that's is I'm like that's cool. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what, I don't know. How do I leverage what I know mm-hmm. and what I do and what I'm good at? And so I, I took a couple forays and some other things. And then it, no, this didn't work out. So another more failures. And I'm like, okay. I got to step back. And so I just, I just gotten married like in 2013. And my wife's like, you, you can't be like, you've been doing nothing for like a year. Like, what's going on here? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. And so I, it, it, I just took it. That was my second sabbatical, if you want to call it that. And I was like, I got to figure this out. And so I stepped back and I started, what do I, what, what am I good at? What can, where can I apply what I know? And uh, so it's happened, you know, a good friend of mine, colleague that I've worked, I had worked with for years and years and years, he had the same experience. So he, he left the company that we were at. He took a bunch of time off, tried a couple of things that he wanted to do. Didn't work out. We were in the exact same spot at the exact same time. And we went up speaking. And, and I'm like, you know, I, I think we should, you and I should talk. We should, we should figure out what we want to do. I'm like yeah I'm like I got some thoughts and he's like yeah I got some thoughts so we we met in like late 2017 right here in Austin uh, at Bangers as it was and uh, like here's what I'm thinking and he's like I'm thinking exact same thing so that's that is how the company that I now have came about it was just how can we know leverage what we know and what we've done to make an impact and where would that be and so that's how that's how it started
0: and and before we Go there was that scary because mm. you said you're done with consulting, you said you're done with start start a world what that's sort a of small <laughs> project small at that moment yeah was that decision was that moment scary tell me something that you always said you don't want
1: it was it was I mean you know I, at the end of the day though I started thinking about it'm like you know I, I've, I've always been very independent i don't i don't really like working for other people mm. <laughs> i mean that's the reality of the world for so you know you have to do that for a large degree if you want to like have a life so uh, but now i'm like if i could do what i do and run my own company and be in control of it because all the other things i've been i've been part of i was not in control of it as i said mm-hmm. the people that run it matter mm-hmm. and uh I'm like, well, what if I'm running it? <laughs> what if we're running it? We can do it how we want to do it. We can do it the right way. And I'm like, that was the difference for me. I was like, okay, now I'm in control of it. <laughs> and, you know, if could I run a company when I was 20, 20 years before? No. I mean, it, it, was, it was all the experience that I had gained over those times, the failures that I had had. You know the things that I had learned, the people I met, the places I've gone, mm-hmm. the perspective that I had. I'm mm-hmm. like, I felt, I think, I think this makes sense. I, I think I can do that, and.
0: Uh, Does it feel like right time, right people, right moment?
1: Yeah, it was just, it was just a confluence of events mm-hmm. uh, of things, and it was just a good thing. That that's how we founded our our current company, Sabio Tech. Tell
0: us more about that.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, so my, my background is all computer science, all technology. Uh, so it's my, my business partners. And, uh, you know, we, we have very complementary capabilities. So, you know, so we're like, I, I we have a very well-rounded knowledge base, if you will. And so like, I think we can do this, we, we can make an impact somewhere. So where would that be? So we decided to focus on, uh, private equity space and in, in the middle market. So, you know, lower, uh, down, cause there's a lot of private equity companies, a lot of investment firms that don't focus on big, big transactions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not where we're going to play. What we thought is, you know, based on the work I had done and what he had done, it's like when when these smaller private equity firms are making investments, they're not looking at technology. They're mm-hmm. not putting technology into that equation. And so why? Why? Why not? I mean, you know, technology is everything today. And this is 2017, right? This is not like, like 1994 Five, right? So it's it's technology is the way a company runs, and so sh- when you're buying a company, you're going to spend multi millions of dollars to acquire a company. Don't you want to know what's under the hood, essentially? You know wh- what's what's what they're using to run their business, and so that that was our mindset, and that's what we how we approached it. Hmm. And so we knew some folks in the private equity business, and. It took about a year <laughs> to get any traction. That's a very – it's a tough nut to crack, as they say. It, it's, a, it's a very insular industry, mm-hmm. and so it's hard to break into that. But we believed in what we're doing, and we came up with a number of things that you know, we thought were pretty unique uh, in, what, in, in how that was working. And you know when we started talking about that whole – everything that we were doing, it was like people were looking at us like, you do what? You do technology diligence. What what is that? I mean, we don't invest in technology companies. No, 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 no. Oh, we do diligence on your a tech, Everything a, a company does in terms of technology, everything they use, how are they running their company, as it applies to technology. So um, you know, it took it took a little while to get some traction on that. Now that's a much more established thing. So I, I'd like to think we were at the kind of the vanguard of some of that. Uh, at least in, in, in the middle market, in this lower, mm. the lower levels. But um, it took some time, but uh, we believed in what we we're doing. And, you know, now, I, you know, crazy, crazy to say, but the, the last two years of the pandemic, that was our best years, which mm. is strange because we didn't know how that was going to play out. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been, a, it's been, it's gone pretty well.
0: Wow, that's really exciting. Do you feel like you found what you're looking for all along?
1: Yeah, this is it. This is why. A, this is exactly it. Because you know, I have this conversation with my wife a lot. It's like, you know, she's like, you know, so I have I have an office, you know, just down near UT, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm there a lot. So she's like, you know, why you're <laughs> you're always there? Yeah, you know? like because I love what I'm doing now. I mean, like I'm in control of what I'm doing, and I really love what we're doing. And part of it is. You know, when you're doing like a diligence, uh, you know, whether that's financial or legal or now technology, it's, it's like a puzzle. I mean, you, you have to look at a company that you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. There's mm-hmm. like, could you, you know, we'll get a call from a PE firm and they'll be like, we're doing a, we're, we just went under LOI, letter of intent. You know, you know could you, could you, uh, could, you do, could you do diligence on the technology? Yes. Know nothing about them, mm-hmm. nothing. So like, give us all these documents. And then we'll have like maybe four or five conversations with them and we have to give an opinion on what we think.
0: So what do you do? Tell us a process for folks who are not familiar with this side of yeah. the business.
1: That's I mean our bread and butter is is that is technology diligence. So mm-hmm. when a when a PE firm is looking to buy a company, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to go through a diligence process, due diligence. I mm-hmm. most a lot of people are familiar with that process, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So I mean they'll do that financially, they'll do that from a legal perspective. Mm-hmm. And what we've been saying is you know, that's that's two two pillars of the stool. You need a third pillar. The third pillar is technology. The the stool stands on three legs, mm-hmm. not two, <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, it, it 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 it's taking a look at everything they have in terms of technology mm-hmm. and what they're using to run their business. So, so
0: what are you looking at, like system plays?
1: Yes. So, the the key component is. We need that private first question we ask private equity What are you trying to get out of this business that you're buying? What What are you? Why are you buying it? What are you trying to get? And of course, they want to grow it in some way, but how? How? So they, you know that's called the investment thesis or the value creation agenda. It has a number of different terms, but I'm like, what is your value creation agenda? How are you trying to create value here? You know that could be various different there are various different answers, and like we will gauge everything that we look at as to sort of like. In terms of is it an asset or a liability? Mm-hmm. So you know we come up with something that we call a technology balance sheet, or TBS. It's like you, every piece of technology we look at like forty, I think it's fifty different areas, maybe shy 50, Something around there. Uh, in as far as technology goes, and like tell you whether we think it's an asset, which would help you meet your agenda, your value creation objectives, or a, a liability. And we chose that very specifically because PE firms are all about finance. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they look at things in terms of an asset or liability. And so it's like, well, here are your big issues. This is what you need to consider. Like, you want to grow this five times over five years? Well, these Mm -hmm. are the systems that are going to be really problematic in that area or whatever I mean it, mm-hmm. it just depends and, and that's what I love about it it's like you, know, you, don't, you, know you don't know do. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to see you don't know what you're going to see but it's like tell us what you're trying to do Yeah. and I, we'll tell you what we what we see in terms of the technology that company uses as as far as what you're trying to do
0: can you give us a, like a, just a small example could be like make out example where say maybe this firm the value creation is I don't know synergy with other companies that they already have and like anything that you can think of so people can mm-hmm. see what did you find and the alliance, or not so much.
1: Well, it's interesting because I think when we were starting this, uh, uh, I was talking to a guy from a PE firm. You know, when I said when I said that exact thing, I was like, well, "We look at things in terms of assets, liabilities, and we have this presentation uh, view that's just it's like you know you got green bars, or you got red bars, mm-hmm. and all those forty categories, fifty categories." And uh, and he asked me, "Well, Brian." These are small companies. Wouldn't everything be red? I mean, like they're they're probably not going to be that sophisticated in all these areas, you know, infrastructure and mm-hmm. cybersecurity and you know how how do you develop software? How do you integrate stuff? And, and and I was like, well, I could see why you would say that, but no, because the key thing is the driver is what are you trying to do with this company? So no, for, that. for example. Uh, you know, we, we worked with a, a firm that had, uh, was a, this is a large, this is one of our larger, uh, the larger firms that we were doing, but they had, for whatever reason, because there was a number of different acquisitions, they had three different ERP systems. So they had, you know, I mean, like, why, why would you have three different ERP systems like just all over the place? And so I think most people look at that and say, well, don't do that. Just have one. Why, why would you, why would you have three? Just do one. And so, um. But you know, because of the way the company came together, and so we looked at that and said, there was another firm that had done some work before them. It's like, yeah, you need to replace all that. Just get just move to one, like Oracle, Oracle, or you know, SAP or whatever. And we looked at that and we're like, well, no, you're looking at a five year time frame where you're going to hold this company, you're going to buy it and hold the company and sell it again. We can't make a we can't make a financial we can't make a case for you to replace those systems. It just doesn't make any sense because what you told us you want to do. Now, if you said you were going to hold the company for twenty years, then yeah, you would definitely want to replace that. But mm. so that that's just a small example. Um, but you know, it, it, there, there's other other companies that have mm-hmm. uh, had uh, you know they want to grow ten times or whatever, or go mm-hmm. into different markets and you know you, you're, you're using spreadsheets to, to to run your sales process and like that's not going to work i mean mm-hmm. like you can't possibly do that i mean
0: that's mm-hmm.
1: small example but almost every time every time mm-hmm. i can't tell you how many times every company we look at is using small business finance software i'm like i won't use the name of the company but I mean, mm-hmm. most people know what it is but it's like you can't that's not, not going to work. Every PE firm is going to want data. They're going to want information. They're going to want you to be able to produce uh, mm-hmm. a lot of information. And um, yeah, you, you're going to have to replace that. Just And, and it's always the
0: case. So for un- entrepreneurs who are listening who are, probably feel so intrigued by this conversation because he or she probably never on other side of table, I'm curious, is there like, you know, maybe one or two, like, red flag you can advise entrepreneur to avoid before he or she engages process with an expert like you?
1: Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I've thought a lot about that lately. I'm going to actually do a talk on that like, mm. later in November. That's great. At, at, a, at a, a, a conference here in, in Austin. But what we've seen repeatedly is um, smaller companies, I mean, i, I I give them all the credit. They, they've they've created a company that's making money. And that's why private equity is looking at them because they only look at money. As companies that companies are profitable. That's incredible. I mm-hmm. mean, like more power to you, but they are never prepared for this process. Never. I mean, I, I, I don't think we've seen I mean we might have seen one or two companies that we've looked at out of like 50 that have been well prepared for the process. And it matters, I think. You know, we only get so much opportunity to actually interact with a company that's trying to get themselves sold or looking for investment because a lot of times going through investment bankers and investment bankers control that process entirely. So we get like, we might get four or five conversations at best and the rest is just like, here's the documents we need. So the more documents you send us, the less we have to talk to you. And the more complete that is, it, it looks better. So th- that's one part. And then when we do talk to you, like, do you, I, we don't expect you to have all the answers. I mean, you know, no one can know everything about everything going on in their company. Uh, but, you know, if you don't know, don't, you don't know. But, I mean, be ready for the kind con- 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 of questions we're going to ask you. Know your technology. Know what you're using. Know, uh, you know, how you're running your business. I mean, those are important things. And that impression that you give Mm -hmm. when we have those conversations is very important because when we make our report to our private equity firm, that's a big component of it. So, uh, you know, most, most firms, most companies are just not that well prepared for it. So I would say, you know, understand that going forward, you're probably going to have to do a technology diligence when you're looking to sell your company. And that is... You know, just like any diligence, it's a pretty involved process. Just have the, just know what you, just know what you have, just know what you have. That's 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 it. And and you know, and, and just uh, that would be one part. And the other part would be know what you want to do. I mean, like you, you're trying to grow a company. It would we always ask for what we call a roadmap. So, what's your roadmap of technology efforts or initiatives or projects that you want to do? Most don't have that. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It's just, well, here's what we're trying to do, and here's what we're going to do to support that mm-hmm. technology wise. And, you know, it, I, I can kind of one hand how many times we've gotten mm. a, ro- a roadmap, mm. even for commercial software, prod, you know, companies. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I, it, it, it kind of boggles my mind, but it, it's it's not, it, it, it's challenging. I mean, it's hard to do. You really have to think in the future mm-hmm. about where we are and where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, that's, that's essentially what we do. Uh, from You know, Savio is, you know, what do we have now? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go? How are you going to get there? That's it. And like, that's what we're trying to analyze. And so just, if, the more you think about that, and like, that's what we're going to look at. This is what we're going to analyze. Um, and if you can tell us that mm-hmm. in some respect, that's a good thing.
0: And this is really, really helpful for all of the founders on other side, hoping one day you know sooner or later engage you in the process. So really three things. Number one, the more complex your reporting, your all the data you have, the better. Secondly, know exactly where you are, your technology, your assistance. Mm-hmm. Lastly, know where you're going, know how you're going to get there. With that three point in mind, he you'll be more prepared when you start a process. That's exactly right. With that, Brian, I can tell you are so happy today. I feel like you are truly find the thing that can continuously <laughs> challenge you, but also give you that opportunity to learn, to grow, to make impact. Are you happy today? Absolutely. What, what is one thing that continue to inspire you or drive you forward?
1: Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I, 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 like, I always like to be learning, mm-hmm. and I always like to be solving problems mm. or, or investigating and, figuring things out and and that's you know that is what we that's what we do Mm -hmm. and so i mean as i said earlier when we talked about when i was at kpmg when they wanted to make me a partner Mm -hmm. i didn't get to do a lot of the work i mean like you know we're growing the company and i can't do everything about everything but i mean like i'm we're very we we made a point to be very engaged Mm -hmm. in all of our projects and so I like that. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's what I really like.
0: You want to be hands on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want, but, you know, we have other people helping us out and we, we, we've got other folks working with us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to like tread on them, but I'm like, I, I'm going to be involved. Mm-hmm. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, here's all this information and like, what do you make out of it? What do you see? And I, and, I, and I love that because it's just, you know, it's like an investigation. It's in like a detector in
0: that big totally. map of information, evidence, find the conclusion.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. So that's what I love doing.
0: I think it's so much power, Brian, that I think along the journey, you're continuously finding yourself, reinvent yourself. And today, you know who you are. You know what you're good at. You know how you may impact. And with that insight, with that knowledge, truly it's a power. And I can see why you're so happy with who you are but also feeling finding peace with what you do and how you show up in the world
1: took a while to get there but yes (laughs) you got to go through your ups and downs and you finally eventually figure it out so yeah i mean i'm sure i mean a lot of a lot of people you've talked to have that very similar story so it's uh it's very true
0: what is one last thing that you want to share with our audiences he or she may be in the process of finding the thing that drive her or drive him Maybe he actually she in the process of you know launching a business. Maybe it's not so "quote unquote" successful yet. Like, how do you advising them in that process? The journey that you just embarked. Yeah, I,
1: you know, I I think back like you know what would I what would I tell myself when I was younger, mm-hmm. and and I was like uh, that's that's an interesting thought process because you know I I've, you learn a lot over the years and uh, I I. I I think my number one thing was like, you know, if you're afraid of something, confront that right away cuz I'm like that was like I said my that was my mantra for years was no fear. No fear.
0: I like, love that. What am I afraid of?
1: I mean like what am what is what is what am I afraid of and that would cross many many areas. But I mean, you know, it, th- that being said, you can't just, you know, quit your job and go start a business. I mean, you got to plan that out you know it took me years and years and years and years and years to get to that point but you know at the end of the day I was like you know okay I think this yeah this is there's you can have fear going into this process but I mean like Mm -hmm. I believe in what I'm doing I believe I'm in the right spot I mean it's everything just kind of came together so I mean like you have to still plan it out you know so if you want to start a business you know it could take five years to get there but you know keep the end goal in mind, you know, like mm-hmm. it may, you know, you may need to make some money, you may need to prepare your your finances, whatever it might be. I mean, like, but you can get there. So you, I'm not saying just quit and go do what you wanna do, but, uh, you know, think about what you wanna do. And it took me a while to get there and and then plan plan how you're gonna get there. So uh, yeah, it was it's, but I would say just, you know, fear is, I, ha- I don't like fear. And I, I'm like, I don't, I'm not afraid of a lot of things, but you know, I realized over my life that yes, there was fear holding me back. It holds you back. It's like, you know, whatever that might be, it's like, just confront it. And you, you may make a decision like, well, that's not for me, fine. <laughs> but you know, for a lot of people that's not the case mm-hmm. and it wasn't for me, so.
0: I love that, confront it and move on. You can decide one way or another, but at least you give it a shot. Confront it, yeah. And I think the true courage is not someone who have no fear. The true courage is someone like yourself, seeing the fear, confront it, forward regardless and that shows courage and that is show who help you become the leader you are today which is brilliant thank you <laughs> so with that thank you so much Brian oh my god what an amazing journey thank you so much to come here share the story with each and every one of us I am so inspired thank you and thank you
1: I thank you for having me on your on your show I mean it's it's been great I'm really looking forward I looked forward to it and I'm really happy that I was able to be here
0: of course honor is all mine and thank you everybody for tuning in today I hope you enjoyed it as much as I do and I cannot wait to see you all next week bye guys